Welcome to Parade of Dicks. I am your hostess, Lucy Buttons, here with my co-producer, John Now. Hello. Hello. It's been, it hasn't been a while, right? It's been for fucking ever. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What's wrong with us? You've Why don't busy. you have time for me? Well, one, I, I had a lot of work, and then all of a sudden, I had no work. Right. So that happened. So What do you mean? It, homeboy got laid off, bro. Oh, I know, but they don't know, so you have oh, to yeah, tell them so, like yeah, it's new. The tech, <laughs> the, the, the tech uh, industry has been suffering a lot of uh, uh, layoffs, a lot of struggles. Um, Homeboy's part of the digital uh, industry downtrend, but you know, people do not know it's it's pretty it's a pretty decent uh, severance package for a little bit. It's the biggest package you've ever had. Uh, second to my dick, but uh, <laughs> it is pretty nice. It is pretty comfortable, apart from the fact that you can't really enjoy the the benefits. Most other people do. I'm telling you, you need to go on vacation for a I month will, as or soon whatever. As, as soon as I have a prospect, but you've been bouncing around all over the globes. I know I'm globe trotting these days. I'm a globe trotter. You you've been on trips, so I have. So the last time we spoke, I think was before I went to Cuba. Yes, you were about to go to Cuba. I was saying, I was hoping that you'd come back with a giant rock and you'll be married, probably pregnant, and then you popped out a baby by now. Okay, but well, no. but there's no babies on the horizon Boo. and the old guy that I'm dating has had a vasectomy. So okay. if I was pregnant, it'd have to be from someone Somebody in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> that would be surprising. Yeah. And fun. That would be a That would make content. for a good podcast. Yeah, that, great content. Better content. Yeah. How did it happen? Who was he? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the person from Cuba could leave, which would actually be the best part because Cuba is fucking sad. If he had planned on proposing there, that would have been a real bummer. Someone asked us if we were on our honeymoon and mm -hmm. like that would have also been a bummer. And I even said to him like, no. Which is weird because like you particularly didn't have a great time in Cuba or it was a little sad. All the stories that I've heard about Cuba was delightful. I question those people. I wonder if they're telling you that so that you go. Because I have also heard that story, but I'm no longer friends with that person. So oh. I can't follow up and be like, you fucking lied. You lied. People did tell me that right after it opened uh, several years ago, it was getting better. And mm -hmm. then maybe there's been a downturn since then. But there's lots of Europeans that were there, some Canadians that were there. There was only a couple Asian people. Because it was cheap, right? It's very cheap. The entertainment's good. The music, of yeah. course, is awesome. We saw a floor show, which mm -hmm. was amazing. There was 50 showgirls. Amazing. And live music, live multiple live singers, huge live band, huge stage, whatever. But like... We knew that they were being paid like a dollar or two for two hours of solid entertainment. Which is and that's a dollar depressing. is like two weeks of... of uh... Yeah, but that's fucking depressing. Well, I mean, it, it's it it on, on a, a general... teacher in Cuba makes six hundred and forty dollars a year. I hey, I saw a TikTok that kind of did not 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 in Cuba, but a different country. The guy was saying like my year's worth of of rent is thirty bucks, and then my year's worth of salary was like yeah, that's like like four hundred and fifty bucks. It's always relative, but it's still. Not ideal. Okay, it is always relative. So this is the thing that I ask when I travel. Like, I know that on the internet, sometimes it just looks like I'm going to fancy places or whatever. But when we went to Panama, I want to know, like, what's the average 
income for people here and what's mm-hmm. the average rent and what is that rent getting you is it getting you like a nice house or is it getting you like a lean-to shack yeah. because those also exist in panama but people in panama were happy in yeah. cuba they were are not happy interesting you oh, can yeah. feel it yeah. and like even at the cuban airport there's no toilet seats no toilet paper no hand soap at the airport Mm -hmm. that has not happened in panama or mexico or any other country i understand when i go into a local cafe in the downtown area that's like a mom and pop shop that might happen but it's not the norm in cuba it's the norm Mm -hmm. in cuba i heard a story about a sex worker going to a hotel and asking if she could take the soaps like that's how bad it is there the guy that we met who was a teacher explained like i asked if they can get regular things we wanted to buy coffee they said it's really hard to find coffee if you wanted to buy toilet paper there's not like a store you can go to to buy toilet paper because they can't get it their rations a month they don't pay for where they live but they also can't upgrade or change or whatever it runs in their family so your house goes to your kids etc no matter how dilapidated it is we could see inside their houses they were not nice Mm um and uh, they get like a pound of rice and a little bit of oil each month. They don't get meat. They don't get no. eggs. Like they're really living on not much. They ha- they all have side hustles um, and they're very hardy people. Um, but third row, baby. Yeah. And, but I, again, the differences in Jamaica, people still seem really happy in Panama. Yeah. People seem really happy in, in, Cuba, they were like aggressively trying to take our money, which I understand. I wanted to give them everything we had. And That's like true. the guy that I'm dating is ex-military and he said he's been in war zones that were more fun. Oh, interesting. That's, that's again, surprising and sad because I've heard good things like great car culture, great culture in general, great food. The food was okay. The Cuban food in New York is better by far because they also there's not a lot of yeah access the best stuff is here. I, I, I get it, get it. But yeah. you know what? What but else? But we ha- also got sick. That's the thing. So what else? he was sick the whole fucking time. I got sick the last few days, and I ended up having a parasite and needing like medical treatment. I knew it. I Don't knew let it. me explain to you the parasite testing. It is. Disgusting. You, well, you're kind of disgusting. So let the people know what did no, you do. No, no, I can't. I can't say it out loud. Pooped in a you cup. You can look it up if you want, really want to know. Oh, it is disgusting. more disgusting than you can imagine. Okay. Well, we, and we did just eat, so that's yeah. not like the ideals. Yeah. But you've been so Cuba. So the other thing you asked me before I went to Cuba was about how my relationship's going. Yeah. And Cuba. And you wanted to know... It's a trip that you know he brought you to. Yeah, it was supposed to be for my birthday. His own father said I should dump him for the trip, but I didn't I didn't hate <laughs> it that much. I It was sort of like we were only there for five days, and the last day we were just waiting to leave. Um, but th- like I said, the floor show, which is part of what I went there for, was great. I wanted these handbags from an artisan there. I got them. We went to the beach there. It was one of the most beautiful beaches awesome. ever. But like even the hotel that would be like a resort anywhere else mm-hmm. was just sad. Yeah, um, it was like 10 good. people playing bingo. The restaurant was closed. Like, you know, it was just different. But um, but I wasn't as miserable. I was just taking it in. It was like a lot mm-hmm. of information of how different it is than what. It wasn't as vacation-y as you expected. It wasn't expected. vacation. It was yeah. more of a learning experience. There you go. But you did ask me if we had said the L word yet. Did you? We have. Aww. Yeah. But I don't say I'm in love with him. I tell him I love him. 
Oh, but I know hey, he's in love with me, but it's like a little. Different. Hey, you know what? It, it, it is different. It's it's again yeah, miles different, the giant chasm different, but in the end, it's still love. Yeah. Oh. But no, he didn't propose in Cuba, which is good. <sighs> well, yeah. Well, now that you've mentioned how you had parasites in your belly and how sad it was, so were. bad. Like, and in a time, so we like you can't stay at. Uh, there's a whole. Let me just tell everybody mm. like what you have to do if you want to go to Cuba as an American. Okay, so you can get a visa, which is like for the benefit of the Cuban people. Mm-hmm. We got visas, and then you are kind of agreeing to not stay at the government-owned places. There's a very long list of businesses and hotels you cannot go to as an American citizen. You're supposed to keep all your receipts for five years in case the United States government audits you and wants to know where you spent your money there. You can exchange money there when you get there and you can also just use American dollars. They're very happy to take it. You get a better exchange rate on the street Mm -hmm. if you are willing to do that because that's always risky. Um, but you, there is no use of American credit cards. There are no ATMs. Your phones will not work. Your internet where you, so my phone worked to have Wi-Fi when I got a SIM card, which we bought out of a lady's house. We had to know where to go. Mm -hmm. And then you had to sign in where there is Wi-Fi on top of that. So it was really tricky to do. We couldn't even get SIM cards at the airport in Cuba because when they check you in through immigration, they're writing down your passport stuff and that has to be processed before you're able to buy the SIM card and you can't get on the like Wi-Fi of the airport until that's been processed. So like we were really off the grid and you're walking around carrying a bunch of money, like hoping it's okay. But then when people see you have money, they kind of accost you. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Well, kind of, uh, understandable in either tourism, third country, third world countries, tourism heavy cultures is kind of like that, which is kind of weird because, you know, uh, that's where you really realize that the people are not getting a fair enough wage. Yeah. Right. Because they are double, triple, quadruple hustling on top of the right, actual right, right. straight hustle. And we did get actually like hustled by some people one day because I was trying to go into a shop and they're like, no, no, you got to go over here. And I knew they were f- sending me to their friend's shop. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to buy my water at your friend's shop if that helps, you know. And then they like got drinks and we're like, okay, we're going to buy their drinks. And they're like, no, no, we got these. And then they're trying to sell us cigars. So I'm like, okay, we can buy a couple cigars off these guys. That's fine. We buy the cigars. And then they're like, oh, but we need money for milk for our baby. And they're oh. showing us pictures and so then at that point we're like and then we just go to leave after giving them the money for the milk and then they're like oh no you owe us for the drinks Uh, and plus the woman put her cigarettes on it and things like that so you know we both sensed we were getting hustled at a different point of that interaction but like to what extent we were both willing to do you know that's rough that's right i mean coming from a third world country having seen some hustles like that yeah but not to i mean to a certain extent they most people will know that that's detrimental for the for the majority of the people. Sure, you know, but everyone had said like everyone's really nice. I didn't really experience that. And and when you say like the income is relative to the cost of living, mm-hmm. the guy we talked to, he's like, I can't buy a beer. 
Oh, that sucks. I can't, you know, to get like basic things, he can't. And their news and the internet that they get, I'm pretty sure is different it's than filtered. what we have because yeah. it's filtered. Yeah. Um. So, but I have questions about the toilet paper situation. So when there was soap in places, mm-hmm. it was like a hotel bar of soap, a little round one mm-hmm. that everyone was using and it would be like a towel that everyone was using. Mm-hmm. But there was no toilet paper and there was one really funny night. He and I got intimate in all the wrong ways, <laughs> having this like stomach bug the whole time, right? And so there was one night we tried to go, first of all, we tried to go to a drag show in Cuba. We were the only Americans, there, the only foreigners there. Um, and it just took forever for it to start and it got so late we couldn't stay up for it. But oh. we did try at the gay bar and it was like 95% men um, and 5% women. But everyone was shocked. All of our cab drivers were like, you're going where? Like they <laughs> could not believe it. Um and then another night we tried to go salsa dancing. We had to wait in the line a long time. We get in. We're waiting for the music to start. And he, again, had the stomach bud, bug, had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he's in the stalls with no lock. Yep. And he's so tall he can see above the doors. Yep. And he had to hover shit in the nightclub. But there's no toilet paper. So he was like begging the bartender for paper. And there was this young girl and she was laughing. She's like, I don't have anything. And thankfully I had some tissue in my handbag. But what the fuck do other people do there? So in, in in the Philippines, yeah, the like I need paper. you to fully explain yeah, this so process. Do you had? Did you have like a? Here's the difference. Thing. I knew we needed to bring toilet paper. We were given one roll for five days at our Airbnb, yeah. which would be like a thousand dollars for that Airbnb, and it smelled like piss in the hallway. But we both brought a roll just in case, mm-hmm. and but like. Yeah, so in the Philippines, everybody brings their own little tiny pack, which you, you kind of have for peeing and pooping in emergencies. But like, if you don't have uh, toilet paper or in, in, in a place where there's no toilet seat on the toilet, yes, you do hover sheet or you do squat or you like squat on top of the porcelain to poop. But Wait a minute, like you put your feet up on it? Yeah. Sometimes, like yeah, like when you're like you're hiding from someone in the toilet, yeah. you hop. Okay, you're de- if you're dexterous enough, people would do that. <laughs> I oh won't. my god, what if you slipped and you fell? Well, that's why you know that'd be the most embarrassing way. To and the other thing that I was saying, like in the Philippines, in a tropical country, people would be wearing flip flops, so they take off their flip flops to put their feet on. So it's a different, <gasps> it's a different issue there, right? But I never did. How I was do you never, wash your feet forever? Exactly. Unclean. So it's like, uh, but, but again, I was never dexterous enough to do that. But typically you'd have like a, a, a bucket or a basin with a dipper with water in it to wash your butt. Okay. I know that that happens in like Middle Eastern and mm-hmm. Eastern Asian countries, but I don't know if that happens in South America. Well, in South America, again, Caribbean I've, places. I've never, luckily, I've never been in a place where that had happened where there's okay, no so there's nothing. essentially like a ladle, and you a ladle. ladle water over your butt, mm-hmm. but then you use your yes, hands. You use your hands to not dig into your butt. You kind of like. Splash water around it, maybe like okay. Wet. But now there's no soap, so you've left the stall. You, you you've just, wet your butt. Your butt is wet. Mm-hmm. You pull your pants up with mm-hmm. a wet, semi-clean ass, and mm-hmm. now what do you do with your shit hand? You just wash it with water. That's why I got the parasite then. Well, <laughs> that's that's usually how I didn't. It, I didn't drink the water. Mm-hmm. I didn't eat vegetables or fruit. And then I saw the meat market one day. Like we saw the pharmacy was empty. We saw the doctor's office with like tons of people trying to get care. We I saw a kid with blisters all over his face, just like at the thing. And I was like, that's probably contagious. And then we saw the meat market, which was outside on this hot day, no ice, mm-hmm. just meat everywhere. 
And then I like had a hard time even eating meat the next day, even though it's cooked because I just kept envisioning that's, it. Again, that's most of third world countries because like refrigeration is way more expensive than most people might think. Right. So it, it that's why when you say organic in like other places, it's like no, everything is organic because by the end of the day, these this these meats, yeah, these vegetables are out because they're spoiled. Right. Right. So that's that's how usual markets go. Ooh. So for me, it's not necessarily too different. I was just so your friends that went to Cuba and loved it were they from the Philippines? No, they're black ladies from Atlanta. Okay. So I'm, I actually, I, I, I'm, oh, we're going to hang out soon, so I'm going to ask that as well. Because, again, they had a great time. But I'm assuming with all the things that you've mentioned, they probably just stayed by the beach. Well, and if you stay at a government hotel, I'm sure you have all those things. And some people probably ignore the regulations and do that. We really wanted the mo- money to go to mm-hmm. the local people. So we tried to eat at the Paladar, which are the locally owned restaurants. And we stayed at the Airbnb and, you know, and stuff like that. We think maybe we ended up at a couple of places um, that mm-hmm. might have been because they had the air conditioning running and they had, you know, different offerings. There was ketchup and like things like that. Um, but yeah. Wow, was but, like, wait, we never really talked about why, why did you both pick Cuba? Well, Cuba's like off limits. So partially that yeah, is just discover. appealing. Mm-hmm. And my friend did go there years ago and I've heard that the floor shows are so good. Mm-hmm. I love Cuban music. I wanted to go salsa dancing. You know, I pictured beach trip. Um, I wanted to get that handbag, you know. Mm-hmm. And also my ex and I had talked about going there so I wasn't going to not go because I'm not with him anymore. Mm. Oh, yeah, I mean, Fuck like, you, I'm going uh, Cuba anyway. Cuba was, uh, was high on my list. Like Portugal, Cuba... Uh yeah, there's like a, a list of places that I feel that I can hit in the next month or so while yeah. I'm, I'm I'm quite laid off in a little bit. It's so. but it's 90 miles from Florida. It's so fucking close. And you know, I've t- spoken to some of my Iranian friends and they're explaining why the embargo is so important. So and you told me about third world country when I went back to work. A lot of my coworkers are from Romania, which used to be a communist country and now is not. Um, and so I asked lots of questions about that. Like, can you get femcare products? Can you get contraception? Things like that. Um, and they were like, oh yeah, we could have told you not to go there because it's a communist country. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, but like, uh, and they're like, so you have to, you have to cut them off from the money because of the government is so corrupt. It takes all of mm-hmm. the money. But you want to help the people. And how can you help the people when it's like that? But any of these Americans that say, you know, like Trump had said, these are shithole countries. You go there and you might have an experience that kind of feels that way. Mm -hmm. But at the same point, like you just would want to let all those people in. Like if I had a spare room, like come stay in my spare room. Let me help you. And they can't get out of there. And that's horrible. I mean, again, it's not a a lot of countries are like that. I know. I mean, it's a lot of countries. And sheltered me, not realizing, even talking to my clients and stuff, they're like, what? Why? And I'm like, that's not No, I mean, I I had an idea because I come from a third world country, but I didn't realize that. But you come from a wealthy family in a third world country. Uh, We weren't wealthy till I was in high school. Right. Right. But the idea of it, it was... You know, I still grew up with people that doesn't have a lot. But like what you mentioned about Jamaica and Panama, it's like, yeah, we understand it's a third world country, but we're okay there. Right. Right. But the idea of not having um, tissue paper in a public 
not not a not not a public bathroom. I understand that, but in a restaurant, like you know, right. the idea of an, an estab- airport. Though you understand an airport, not mm-hmm. if I go to the Philippines, there's no toilet paper at the airport. Because no, Mexico, there was yeah. Panama, there was. Yeah, airports are typically like it's your first touch point to the country. Yeah. So you want to be feel well, but I guess that's the message that they want to give. It's <laughs> like yo. Fuck you, learn yell, to squat. But yeah, like we don't need yells here. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Like, but yeah, we got cocaine that's coming out. We're fine. Something like that. But I, I didn't don't know. get offered any cocaine. I know, but that, that's sad because like. So for every 10 people in Cuba, three people are military, three people are Secret Service, three po- people are police, and there's one regular person. That's the situation. And I said, why don't you guys rebel against the government? Well, they don't have weapons. Mm. So they're highly educated and all this stuff. And it's just, they're just stuck in this situation. Yeah, I mean, again, if that's, it's, you know, if it's your world, you have to navigate that world the way that you have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's, it, we, we remember when people were tweeting that if Trump won the presidency, they're going to move to Canada. They didn't. Right. Right. I mean, it's not because I didn't want to or they were joking, but just like it's not that easy to just it's like really hard to move to pick Canada, up to move actually, yeah. or but like just to do, you know, things that we say like, oh, if you if you don't like it so much and leave your right. job. No, there's like or six, go to another state. It's yeah. fucking hard. Yeah, but it's six. There's 17,000 other small reasons that boils up to yeah. like, you know, I'm not I can't right away or it can't without having a lot of But it's work. really hard to get, even get like travel visas or work visas for Cuban people because they never go back. Mm-hmm. And so oh. that's a problem. That's sad because like I, you know, from, uh, from Cuba when you were mentioning that even people there, like it's obvious that people there are not getting enough resources or yeah. wages to actually be, a little bit more palatable across tourists or other people. Uh-huh. I did. I, I I went to Spain for my cousin's wedding. Yeah, how was it, that? It was. It won again. It's the total opposite of a Cuba trip, because on my end, this is where I realized, like, oh, so this this is how a country or a place feels like when they have decent wages. They don't have to hustle. Right. They don't have to. Kind of like cram their wares down your throat because, like, we went to one of the, and you oh, know, yeah, it got hostile at the market one day. Right. They just needed five dollars, they yeah. would give you whatever you needed to get that five dollars. When I was at the biggest market in Valencia, Spain, biggest, um, yeah, the, the, the open market that they have, we were walking down these like tiled floors with people selling their jamon and their wine and their olive oil and all of they're just like chilling, they're not even like, hey, come here, like, no, it's like. You see our stuff. If yeah. you want, ask questions. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, because like they know their stuff is good, right? And maybe it's not their culture to, to, um, to gallivant or like to like really um, peacock themselves, sure. whatever. But in the end, too, it's like if if you really want that money, you'll you'll haggle or your right. call. But this one's like, no, you just walk down. Everybody was like just chilling by their stores. So if you want to ask a question, then they're like, great. It's like, wow. Everywhere we went was like that. It's not a tipping culture. Like, you know, cab drivers weren't fighting over fares and everything like that. You know, it's. Oh, what- yeah. We had a regular person pick us up. Definitely not a cab driver, yeah. just wanted the $10. And also, like you were saying about the culture, the culture is such that you can't, um, they don't beg, they don't ask for things mm. because of that, like, Latin machismo yeah, yeah. thing. So at one point, like, um, 
my dude had some pizza and, that he wasn't going to eat. It wasn't very good. Mm. And I was like, it's a whole thing. That's a whole meal. We're not wasting food in a country where they don't have any <laughs> fucking food. Like, find someone to give it to. He's like, and I was like, I'll carry it and I'll find someone. He's like, you can't offer it to a kid with their parents because you're shaming the parents. Uh, and you can't. And the kids would come up and ask for our water, or ask for money. But they couldn't ask for food. And the the men couldn't. So finally, I was like trying to give it to people and everyone was ignoring me because that's the culture. And finally, one guy was like, you don't want that? And then he took it. That's good. Well, yeah, again. There's... They'll hustle you, but they can't just mm-hmm. take a yeah, hand out. And, yeah, and it's, it's culture. Uh, there's also a cultural uh, uh, angle to all of these things. But it's just good to hear and experience kind of like different sorts. Of, like, you know, I, I travel a lot. I travel a lot domestically, and then uh, you know, I understand how what you know being a a brown person in random states or not not so progressive states like New York, they're not that bad. They're all just people you just don't understand. But again, you under you clearly see that it's different. Right? They look at you weird. So well, if, and we're very white. Exactly. Like so. like I got confused for this was actually funny too. Someone asked me if I was Cuban because I was speaking Spanish, whatever. And he asked if I was Cuban and I said, no. He said, what are you? This is all happening in mm. Spanish. And I said, Italian. And he's like, no, you're not dark enough. He said mulatto, but mm. he's like, you're not dark enough to be Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but I could be Cuban. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so, just don't know. It's, it's uh, well, and that's why people should travel. People should absolutely experience all of these things. And you should ask those questions when you travel yeah. and try to get like the real thing, not just Stay on the resorts and have the resort experience. Hey, it, if you want to stay in the resort experience, that's not bad either. But that's not it's experiencing not the, the culture. culture. You're you're yeah. taking a vacation. That's fine. Which I want. I plan to do at some point. So I want to do an all inclusive because I've never been in an all inclusive. I gather that because of my uh, expanded taste in food, meaning I would eat crappy uh-huh. food and crap drink crappy beer. I'd probably gain 50 pounds probably. in a weekend, but I'm yeah. going to be excited about it. But even if you stay at a resort, you can still ask people questions about their lives and stuff like that or your cab yeah. drivers. I always make it a point, even when I have stayed at those places, to still go into the town and like have, you know, I want to have the authentic food. And... You want to, I mean... Part... But that's me. That's how I am. You could have the exact same... Resort experience in a resort in New Jersey. Yeah. It's just like people go to Mexico because it's like the flight and the stay and the weather is more friendly. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's still a resort experience. Like, yeah. you know, the culture experience is like, yeah, you're t- talking to your, talking to your servers, talking to other guests from other countries to so really expand your mind. But it's, it's not, you know, it's sad to hear that the, the Cuban experience wasn't as, as at what I would imagine when I watched uh, Fast and the Furious Five. We had no sex in Cuba. Well, you were like pooping and puking your guts out. That's pretty bad. And as I was still getting over uh, my parasite, mm. I got COVID again. And I think it's a sign. What's it a sign of? That you just need to get hitched before you die. Oh my God. Do it. Do it. It's do not like it. I've been asked. <laughs> I'll text him right now. Okay. Yo. Okay. Anything new with you? Uh well, the last time that we talked, uh, the last episode, we did hint that your boy toy, your man, did set me up with one of his friends. Oh yes. Right. Okay. So we you'd gone on the first date. We've gone on the first date. How was the second date? The second date was uh, uh, even hotter. Right. Like we're just like a lot of. You know, making out and 
chilling. Okay, and I need more details than this. So, Where did you go? So the first date, we went to a, a place near her in the Upper West Side, a little fancy wine bar. Okay. And then the second date, she wanted to go here to Brooklyn. She doesn't go to Brooklyn a lot because it's super far from her. Okay. So I took her to my local Mexican place. Uh-huh. We just had... Uh, a late lunch, okay, early dinner kind of thing, uh-huh. and then we intended to watch a movie here in my apartment, okay, right? make out a little bit, fond a little bit. Uh, the movie never, we never really paid attention to the movie. We just like made out and fondled the entire time, okay, which was fun, which was great, okay. But um, like what uh, we've like her friends that we've hung out with in your different shows. Uh, mentioned that she is a little bit much, right? Yeah. So, you know, we talked about either she just, because she is somewhat from an affluent family, never really had to um, fend for herself or like really, really be out there to work, to engage. She doesn't have a lot of like clear social cues. Okay. I don't think that's the case because she does still work like you know she has some she does job, now right so she you know she wants to be a photographer but you know she has like you know, a day job um and she has a lot of social circles both in you know yeah, dancing yeah. and running so it's okay but so it's more of like you know maybe you know it's just when she latches she latches uh-huh. and she doesn't have as strong a social filter as most people. Okay. So even in the, the the two dates, and maybe that was a little close to two weeks when we were really trying to connect with each other and get to know each other and then see where it could go. Sure. It was a lot. It was a lot of texting, a lot of questions, a lot of, you know, multiple threads because like she has a business account on Facebook, a regular account on Facebook, an Instagram account. So I was getting in texts. I was getting so many messages from so many different outlets about so many different questions of all the things that I know from her and she was just trying to show interest where we have common stuff. Sure. And... Um, but it was a lot. It was a lot of 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 being asked to hang out, being asked to go out, being asked to, you know, whenever you're in the office, my work is nearby. Visit. But me. you go so, out a lot. I do. I do go out a lot. And you're super busy. I am. Su- well, I am super busy. I'm super social. But the idea of it is like, you know, it's kind of like it's spread out amongst a lot of different circle of friends. Right. Because, you know, I do have a few friends here and there. So kind of like I want to make sure that I see one from comedy, one from music. We hang out sure. at least once a month, at least to, at least in your shows and other stuff too. And then we have, you know, my travel crew, the car crew, the office. So it's a lot. Um, and I think it's just, it. it's not that it turned me off how... Um, not, I'm not going to say clingy because there was, she wasn't, clingy that way or like uh um uh what's commanding no it's like oh she wasn't as as yeah yeah it's like clingy as uh I, clingy is not the word that i would describe her but the idea of it is i kind of immediately saw that if we took things further she might latch even more and that would be a lot more problematic like our love languages were just not jiving at all like, okay. Uh, it's like I love communic. You know, I love communication, uh-huh. and I value a text and you know a message and stuff like that. Right, but, and you send the next day, and yeah, you do all, yeah. And and I always, you know, even if it's late, I always like reply on the question, whatever. But this was a little too much for me. That kind of like 
literally you felt smothered. It's it felt smothered, but also felt that it felt. It's not that I was turned off. I got scared that if I give this person a little bit more, you know, they might assume one or two things, and that I might be caught in a trap, and anything I do would probably hurt that person. Right? Okay, so that's kind of where it kind of was going. But there was like a little twist that, you know, during the course of, you know, us getting to know each other, me trying to kind of not break off or like tell her that it might not go any further. I did got into some work issues. I was doing this deal for me not to get laid off, but I still got laid off, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of stuff. So that kind of ate into like the mental headspace that I needed to have or emotional energy that I would have to deal with this particular person or to tell her about certain things. I was able to tell her that like, hey, we're doing this work stuff. I, you know, can't concentrate on this right now, etc. But I, I understand I need to still tell her to her face at some point, like, hey, I don't think that, you know, I think we're just better off as friends and stuff. Sure, and you think you'll do that when you run into one another at my next show? I'm pretty, pretty sure. I mean, and, uh, yeah, I mean. Okay, so I saw her separately, mm-hmm. and she just, like, she just mentioned you, or maybe I mentioned you, and she's like, yeah, he's been busy. I said, yeah, you know, he's going through the layoff situation, blah, blah, blah. She's like, yeah, he told me, and, and left it at that, and she was really polite. Uh, that's yeah. what she said. However. Ooh. Something I've been sitting on for weeks. Oh, shit. Let's go. She told a different person in the friend group how that date went. Oh, what did you say? You are not the romancer you claim to be on this podcast, Wait, sir. I'm not? Okay, tell You're me. You're not. Tell me. You need some schooling. You have gotten lazy. You had a second date. You were excited for mm-hmm. her on your second mm-hmm. date. And the story I heard, again, not from her, mm-hmm. but from her through another yeah. person, so it's like whatever hand that is, is that you were like falling asleep on the couch when she came over. She came all the way to Brooklyn to go for a walk in the beautiful Prospect Park. Mm-hmm. And your lazy ass was like, let's just sit here and watch YouTube videos yep. for a long time. Well, And she was trying to be polite mm-hmm. and bored and kept asking you to go for a walk and you just are a lazy ass. And then you fell asleep we, wait, so, while she was here before the dry humping and the fondling and the making out. Wait, 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 wait. You wait. slept. There's a little bit of embellishment in that story. Okay. Because we did do a walk before we hung out here because I wanted a nap. I said, let's just cuddle a nap. Yeah. And she said yes. To cuddling and napping? Yeah. Because that was the, the the entire premise of the of the day was moving and cuddling. Right. Right? But cuddling doesn't always mean napping. Because well, I, I, I don't really I know. remember when I went to Williamsburg for that dude mm-hmm. and he just fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love a nap with, you know, like. Yeah. No, my no, no, partner, no. You're, you're well, well, again, I'm not, I'm going to. Second date? Second date is supposed to be like, I'm taking you to a nice Egg. dinner. So, We're going to do that. And I know you, you're like, let's go for coffee, mm-hmm. get some brunch, go for a walk. That's normally what you would do. You made her watch you nap? I asked for, I asked. She said yes, so I took advantage. But yeah, you know what? That is an still act- fucking lazy. It is again. I'm if not going to refute. You were so tired, it. you could have canceled. Well, the thing was, I I was chill. Again, we were just going to do a movie, and that's the thing. We didn't even was supposed to go out to late lunch, early dinner, right? I just okay. I, the deal was movie and cuddles. Okay, and right? a walk. 
and walk. We did walk first, right? Because she came all the way. Okay. Right. Um, And yeah, you know what? You're right. It is not kind of like, you know, I typically my dates will include a show of some sort, an, an experience of some sort. Second date is not a nap date. Yeah, and then you can I, nap on like a fifth day, I, maybe. I did push it. I did. I I did kind of capitalized on the first date, right? Hey, the first date we already did the fancy dinner shit, right? Right. I already went all the way to the Upper West Side for the first date, and I even like picked, uh, dropped her off, and then we had like I, in I the put, car. In I remember she didn't want to get out. Yeah. yeah. So like that was that was the thing. So the second date, I thought that. No, yeah, but yeah, you're right. That's not a typical lazy. Yeah, you know what? Sure, I'll take it. Yep. Yeah, that's the feedback and dry humping, which I just thought was funny, but I'm sure those were the other person's words, not hers. You know what? I can't. I those are the things where any guy should not refute whatever the other person says. Right. I mean, the idea of it is like, all right, you have your version of it. Yeah. I don't want to say like. That's why I wanted to hear your version before I told you. Okay, I didn't. But I'm dropping on the podcast well it's fine i mean it's fine i think it's one of those things where but again when i asked her she didn't say any of that which was also lame because i wanted the nitty gritty yeah and again we we know how she is in terms of you know how she communicates yeah so you know maybe it's a little accurate maybe it's a little less accurate again sure present and in the, enough. In, in, either way it made for a fun little yeah story arc there um all right well let's you know leave it there for today today we've caught up and uh hopefully you'll make time for me again soon uh i'll think about it okay <laughs> you're still seeing that other woman though right yeah we're seeing a couple now okay we can save it from the next spot all right sounds good thanks for listening bye